Welcome back to another episode of Chiefly Football. I am the underqualified host, Kinlock, and joining me today from Kansas City is Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. It's it's uh, it's Tuesday. Labor Day weekend was awesome, but Thursday we kick off football with the NFL. Over the weekend, college football was fantastic. It was so cool seeing all the fans back in the stadiums and and yeah, it's it was it was finally here. We can we can we can finally. Uh, say football is back and that's not even counting, you know, even watching it, getting, getting caught up on local high school football as, as well. So football is back. Yeah. I mean, it's when the preseason started, it was, I mean, it happens mostly every year. It's just like the first people are so excited for the preseason games, just to have some football back. And then after maybe the second game or maybe like the first half of the first game, it's like, all right, when's the regular season start? So yeah, it's awesome that it's here. And like you said, I mean, that, that weekend of college football, that week one was awesome. Some big games. And just to see how packed all of those stadiums were and just how crazy all the fans were. And it's, and it's always like that with, with college football, but with the, the tough year that we had last year with COVID and uh, limited fan attendance. Uh, and we saw that when we were at the, the third pre- Chiefs preseason game, uh, just the excitement from the crowd. People were so excited to be out um, to be able to go watch the chiefs in person to be around other humans and not have to worry about all the other stuff that's been going on. So definitely excited for the regular season to be here and to enjoy watching the chiefs again. Um, So thanks everybody for joining us Uh, before we get started, make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at chiefly football. Give us a follow. Uh, If you're joining us on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and share. Also, we want to hear from you guys. So let us know if there's anything you guys want us to discuss or if there's something uh, that you guys want to debate with us on. We're we're active on Facebook, especially. And, you know, a lot of the a lot of the comments make it onto the show and we address those on the podcast. So um, let us hear from you. So today we're going to do a preview for the 2021 season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so we'll just go ahead and start with a brief overview of the Chiefs' schedule. Um, this year we got 17 regular season games, one more than than usual. Um, so three so the owners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm but not. That's complaining. okay. We get another week of football. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a player, so I'm not. I'm not complaining. I, I want to see more football. Um, but it's, it, it changes this, the season a little bit. Um, I think maybe some people are concerned that the regular season will mean a little bit less just because there are more games and a loss might not mean as much because you can make it up. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. But, um, yeah, it might just mean that by the time we get to week 17, the Chiefs are – or maybe even week 16, the Chiefs have locked up their playoff seed and can rest their starters for the playoffs. Yeah, I can easily see, though, you know, as, as some of uh, um, the most popular players in the league go down with in various injuries, uh, which is inevitable during a season, but 
how quickly it might be contributed to the length of the season, especially if it's right at the end of, of the season as we head into the playoffs. Um, it'll just be curious. It'll be interesting to see if, if the longevity of this season um, makes an impact on the quality of the product. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see that in the NBA and not so much in baseball, just because injuries aren't as prevalent, but definitely in the NBA, when you have rest days where your stars don't even show up for some games just to give their bodies a break for the long season. So I wonder if you could, you might even start seeing that towards the end of, of the year. Yeah. Just maybe limited snap counts for some players or pulling your starters a little bit early at the end of the games. If you've locked up a game for, for a win or loss. Uh, So, I mean, but that's when the great thing about the NFL is that nobody rests their starters or nobody takes rest days because of uh, all players are always fighting for their jobs. You know, they can always be cut. So they're always wanting to be out there and, and playing hard and the coaches are super competitive and they always want to win regardless if their, their management wants them to tank all the, all the bad teams are trying to win. Um, so yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll see if this uh, one game makes a difference in, in the quality of, of the games. Uh, the Chiefs, having finished the number one team in the division and the AFC last year, they're, gonna, they're supposed to have the hardest schedule. Um, so they'll, they'll get the first the division winners from the other divisions and then the set you know, AFC division and NFC division. So the AFC division will be playing this season is the AFC North which I would say is probably the best division. Yeah, definitely the best division in the AFC and possibly um, in the NFL. So we have the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns who are playoff contenders, and then the Bengals who we'll see what they can do, but not much there. Uh, do you think, do you see any of those teams giving, giving the Chiefs a hard time from the AFC North? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out right off the bat week one when, when Cleveland comes to town, um, you know, Baltimore is, you know, are always expected to, to compete, but the chiefs have certainly had their number for like the last four years. Uh, I, the Steelers seem to be kind of a shell of who they were. Roethlisberger is not the Roethlisberger of the previous seasons. Um, but, but Mike Tomlin, he, <laughs> he, he, he always gets something out of his team. Uh, so, but, but n- none of them, if, 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 if the chiefs are playing their game and to, you know, close to their cap- capability, I don't see any of those teams um, being the favorites. Yeah, and we'll get those AFC North um, teams back-to-back, Browns at home and then the Ravens in Baltimore. Um, the, the Ravens is a Sunday night game, so uh, you, you know that the Chiefs are going to be up for, for that game um, in a primetime spot. Uh, I would say the two other biggest games that the Chiefs play this season are against the Buffalo Bills, and against the Green Bay Packers. So this season, the Green Bay Packers game um, 
is that 17th game that the Chiefs get. And because they were the number one seed in the AFC last season, they play against the number one seed in the NFC from last season, which was the Green Bay Packers. So, uh, And both of those are home games. Yes. Yeah, which is great. I mean, the Ravens, the Ravens game, the Steelers game, the Browns game. Or sorry, the Ravens game is an away game, but the Browns and Steelers are both home games. Um, so we have really, I would say, our hardest games are at home. Right. So I think that definitely helps out the Chiefs this season. But I mean, the, the Packers game is probably the one I'm excited for the most. Um, it's the matchup I was expecting in the Super Bowl last year. And we, we were hoping to see this matchup two years ago when the Packers played, came to, to Kansas City. But Mahomes was out with his knee injury. And the Chiefs still gave the Packers a good run with Matt Moore. Uh, but it'll definitely be really exciting to see the two MVP leaders from last season and two of the most exciting quarterbacks in the NFL right now with similar play styles to, to go out there and, and duke it out. So, what, Dave, what are your expectations for the Chiefs? We've made it to the Super Bowl two seasons in a row. The year before that, AFC Championship game, where we should have been to the Super Bowl. Uh, thank you, D. Ford. <laughs> so, Kansas City is never going to. No, it's not. It's not out. happening. I mean, he's he's basically gone forgotten in the NFL. He, ever since he went to San Francisco, he's barely been on the field. So I think he's honestly just trying to hide and just hope that everyone forgets about him. I don't even think he really cares. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he's got his money. Yep. Money can make you forget, I'm sure. Yep. So and he was in the Super Bowl the following year anyway. So <laughs> so, so do you think it's Super Bowl or bust for the Chiefs? I mean, that expectations and the results that they've had over the past couple seasons point to them being capable of, of doing that. Yeah. I, I think the fans in Kansas city really expect nothing less than, than a super bowl um, or at least playing in the super bowl. I think as we saw last week or last, last season, when uh, we were going for the repeat that it's, we're not automatically going to be crowned super bowl champions every year even if you have the best player in, in the NFL, that there's 31 other teams gunning for you. And, and you know, I, I don't see any teams in the AFC that have gotten significantly better um, to really challenge uh, the Chiefs. The Bills are going to be good. Cleveland um, is, is good. Uh, you know, but it's the same teams that that the Chiefs had to overcome last year. And I just don't know that any of them have improved enough. And it will just be whoever comes out of the NFC again. So, yeah. So I think as a fan's expectation is, is why shouldn't we? Um, you know, it's, it's all going to be contingent upon, I think, for – for any NFL team that is has those aspirations, it's going to depend on health. 
and, and injuries. Mahomes has been hurt each of the last two seasons. So um, that's not a trend that you want to, to continue to see. So um, I think so. What about, what are, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, When we, when we talk about this team, you know, the way that we do here in Kansas City, you know, we believe that we have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the greatest head coaches of all time. Um, we've had one of the best offenses for the last three years of all time. And over those three years, we haven't seen teams that can, that can keep up with us. And like you said, you look around the AFC and our, the AFC conference is easily better than the NFC. I mean, you, you have maybe 12 teams who feel like they have a chance at maybe making the AFC championship game. Um, but so, so, I mean, I think on paper, it's it's reasonable to expect the Chiefs to to make it back to the Super Bowl. But like you said, it's the injuries that are going to play a huge part. Um, we don't know if there's something to the Super Bowl hangover that, that often plagues teams that lose the, the Super Bowl the year before. Uh, definitely not a great trend with that recently. Um, yeah, but you mentioned like 12 teams. Doesn't that mean that there's really outside of the Chiefs, there really isn't anybody? You know, going, you know, in, in previous seasons, if, if, even if you go back to the, the 90s, you had the 49ers and the Cowboys. You knew those two teams were above everybody else. You have the Chiefs, but who is who's their rival? Well, there hasn't been anybody for the last few years that has proven to be a, a good rival. Besides uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> So yeah. we, our rival is one man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think the Bills, the Bills are right there. Um, and and honestly, half the time, it's not necessarily that the the losing Super Bowl team. Or I guess it's often the case that that team ends up getting worse because they lose a lot of their good players. Yeah. Their so roster gets depleted. Right. So there's a lot of high turnover on those good teams. Mm -hmm. uh, players leave to go make a bunch of money elsewhere. So that, that often contributes to it. Uh, so I think that the fact, the fact that the Chiefs haven't lost any of their major contributors from last season. Um, so I think these other teams that have, I think most of these teams have gotten better. The, the Browns have tried to improve their defense. Um, another season with, jo with Josh Allen. I mean, last year was his breakout season, but just he, as he keeps playing, he's going to get better. Um, they've worked on and bringing more pieces for their defense to help out. So I think a lot of these teams are getting better, but the Chiefs aren't getting worse. And if anything, if the offensive line works out the way they that we expect them to, then the Chiefs will be, will be even better. Yeah, so, that's that's you know if if other teams are making incremental improvement, I think we can say that about the Chiefs too. Yeah. So so that that the difference between the teams has has, has probably stayed the same is, is what I would what I would argue. 
I, I haven't seen anybody make a move that I was just like, okay, they are, they're, you know, they've caught us. They, they've, they've brought some people in that are going to be difference makers. I mean, we're counting on, on Josh Allen to improve. I wonder if, you know, I, I need to see it for a, little, a couple of years from him. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Lamar Jackson get, <laughs> I don't, I don't see the Ravens ever being a legitimate threat to the chiefs or even the bills. If, if those teams are playing well, I mean, they haven't been a really a threat to anybody once they get to the playoffs. No. Yeah. And it all hinges on Lamar Jackson. So, yeah. I mean, they talked about going into last season that he had improved passing uh, I just don't think they had any weapons outside of their tight end, and they've really tried this offseason to do that. We'll just see if he has the skill set. If he's they've got Sammy Watkins, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see if they just need to make bigger jumps. Is what we're saying, I guess. That yeah, they they need to take bigger leaps, and we don't really have any indication. Or we haven't seen anything so far to make us think that they will. They need to take the leap that the Chiefs made from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. That's right. And that's, you know, yeah. And, and yeah. And, and, and we saw that similar leap, right? Last year when Tom Brady took over for Jameis Winston, that was, <laughs> that was a huge, that was the leap. And so, yeah. And so who, who's done that in the AFC? Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody's taken a leap that big. And like we said, the the fact that the Chiefs haven't taken a, a noticeable step back is is what's going to make the difference. Um, I think just, I think my expectation for sure is that the Chiefs will get a first round bye. That's my expectation. Once you get to the playoffs, it's hard because the teams. I mean, the teams are better. They play harder. Um, and you just don't know what's going to happen any given week. I mean, you can't yeah, just simulate. You can't just simulate through those games. So, but I'll take the best quarterback on the field any day. It, it proved it last year. Yeah, right. I mean, I still think Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady, but yeah, he, yeah, but but Tom Brady was there, right? It wasn't. It wasn't. Josh Allen beating Mahomes. It wasn't. It wasn't Baker Mayfield. It it took it took the goat to 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 instill in the Buccaneers the confidence that they could win a Super Bowl. I believe. I think that's you know isn't that part of the reason that the Chiefs are are so good is because they have complete confidence in Mahomes. Yeah, and I don't know why any other team would. I mean, they might talk the talk, but nobody else has proven it. So yeah, but it will be fun. Yeah, it'll. It, I, I. It would. It would be nice to have a rivalry. You know, Brady had Manning. Um, I. You know, maybe it will be Allen. Maybe it will be in three years. It'll be the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> really banking on Zach Wilson. Turning so, into a star. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be great if 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 the New York fan base and media were were crowning them the Jets, the 
the the darlings of the AFC eventually, and they always had to come through Kansas City. I'd love to beat down New York every time we can. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that so- goes back to the Yankees Royals days in the 70s. So yeah, I'll have to take your word for that. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the clips of George Brett taking out their third baseman, but um right on. Greg Nettles. Yeah, it has, hasn't really been a, a big rivalry in recent years. <laughs> no. I think the Yankees have won like 20 games in a row against, or more against the Royals. So, All right. Yeah, so kind of- that's why we're not Royals. <laughs> Royals baseball. <laughs> Royally baseball. Royally baseball. There you go. Right on. Yeah, so right. well, kind of kind of moving to, to expectations, I guess. Um, I guess I just kind of thought about this. You're you're talking about how the fans in Kansas City naturally have that Super Bowl or bust expectations. Um, do you think Chiefs fans are turning into Patriots fans? Yes. Are the Patriots? I mean, just where the Patriots fans had that pretty much a similar expectation every season and by kind of towards the end, it got to the point where, you know, their team was winning 12 games, 13 games. And that wasn't really that impressive to them. It was just like, well, this is kind of what we expected. And then you have the chiefs or a bunch of other like bad teams or, or teams are trying to get over the hill. And they're just like, (laughs) you guys have it so easy. Like, are Chiefs fans starting to take it for granted? And and what what do you think that that we should or that that would help keep Chiefs fans grounded? I don't think you can for 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 most fans, right? It's it, there's too much jubilation when when you're on a roll and when you're consistently, when like you said, when you're in the AFC Championship three years in a row, you're in the the Super Bowl back to back. Um. You've, you've got the best quarterback. That sounds like New England at, at the beginning of, of, of their run. And, you know, as, yeah, as a fan, you, you do expect it. You know, who didn't hate Patriot fans by the end? Uh, you know, they, they thought that they were royalty. And, and how often did, you know, did we relish the Patriots getting beat. And so I think we're certain, we're certainly those. It's, um, it's, it's easy to get caught up in those, in those, in that ride. Um, but I also think a lot of it is, and, and now that you look at the, at the fans is we like the feeling of having a Super Bowl champion. It, it makes our city feel good about itself. It, it validates you as a fan that you've got the best team. Uh, so I don't, and, you know, and, you know, some of that, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that, how that goes away, especially if you were a Chiefs fan for so long or any fan of any sport and, and were ir- irrelevant for so long, right? Now it's, um, but I think, I think the season football fan also recognizes that this won't last forever. And you have to enjoy every, you know, the time you have, you know, I thought of, you know, Cam Newton, you know, what, five years ago, he was 
MVP come off a Super Bowl loss, uh, but he was there. He was the, you know, one of the faces of the league and five years later, he's unemployed. So I'm sure, I'm sure he and Carolina thought that they were beginning a long ride of success that ended pretty quickly. So what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know the answer. I still consider myself a young fan who's still just trying to figure out how to deal with <laughs> success. Probably like the young young players who come into money and are just like, I'm just going to spend <laughs> spend all of it. Um, but but there and is you're the spending all your happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a grumpy old man when Mahomes retires. <laughs> well, think about this: we didn't have a podcast when the Chiefs were losing. <laughs> So yes, that bandwagon is real. Yeah, we had probably the same amount of listeners at that point. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think there's just like the logical part of me that just recognizes like this isn't going to last forever. So like, what are some things that I can do to just make sure I can still live in this, just live in the moment and enjoy it? And it was, I mean, the Super Bowl loss was devastating, just because it it was. I mean, it sucks to lose. I mean, I. I used to cry all the time as a kid when the Chiefs would lose and they were bad. <laughs> so I'd cry a lot. But you shed many a tear, so yes. yeah. I just I couldn't understand why Brody Croyle couldn't win us games. <laughs> but um I think with having Patrick Mahomes too, it's just like after the Texans AFC divisional game in 2019, you're just like the Chiefs always have a chance to win. I've every confidence in him, just, just like the Patriots always had in Tom Brady. So it's just like, even the logical part of you is just like, I've seen him do this before. And, and it just kind of makes you like relax instead of staying on the edge of your seat and just really enjoying the moment or, you know, having those high emotions. It, it just kind of makes you, I, I just noticed that last year it was just like, even some of the close games, they weren't as fun as close games used to be just because you have so much confidence in Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. I mean, so it's it's fun to win, but it, it, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird feeling. It's just, you know, with Alex Smith, it, those close games were just like crazy on the edge of your seat and just all the adrenaline going through. You're, you're pacing around the, the house. And it's just with Mahomes, you just don't get that. And it's just, it's just a weird juxtaposition. Yeah, it's, it's Mahomes is a closer. And, and yeah, it was, I remember even at halftime of the Buccaneers game, I'm like, okay, <laughs> they'll turn it around. Yeah. And yeah, about the time that he ran for his 400th yard in, in the backfield <laughs> scrambling is when I realized maybe this isn't going to work out. Yeah. It's just when the receivers don't do their part. <laughs> yeah. It's, Dropping the it, balls and. Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah, they, 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 they that was, you know, the Buccaneers had a game plan and they executed and, and they took advantage of the weakness. That's, that's what you do. Yeah. And kind of just what you were talking about with the rivalries, you know, the Brady and Mannings, I mean, those two went back and forth beating each other up. And I'm sure the fans just always looked forward to those games and, and they, they recognize and respected the quarterbacks on the other side. So, like you said, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing if some of these quarterbacks in the AFC can make those kind of leaps. I mean, if the, the Chiefs can go back and forth with the Bills for the next couple of years, 
um, or even the Chargers in the division. You know, if, you know, some of these teams, the Browns, maybe they can go back and forth. I think it would just maybe make it a little bit more exciting. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe be careful what you wish for when. Yeah, you- but we really don't want to. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> right. Gonna, we really want to beat them all. <laughs> <laughs> We say we want a rivalry, but we really don't. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I guess I'll just have to find a, a second team to root for, or a, or a college team if I want to feel that that kind of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we have some high expectations for the Chiefs this year. Who do you think is the X factor for the Chiefs? Like they're they might be the the thing that gets that makes sure that the chiefs get back to the super bowl or if things go poorly. It might be the reason why we don't. Wow. Um, you know, probably two, two, I'll, I'll just, I'll just briefly say two X factors and then um, Hilaire uh, or Hilaire. I, I think if, if, if he can be, um, the weapon that, you know, maybe that, that we had when we had Kareem Hunt, you know, that, um, that who can facilitate the run game, but also catching the ball out of the backfield, especially again with this offensive line. I think that that adds a dimension that we haven't had since Hunt left. Um, or the other X factor is, and it just, I'm just curious is the tight ends, those, those four tight ends. I don't know that necessarily they by themselves are going to be the difference in the chiefs making it to the super bowl, but them, if, if Andy is creating some concoctions in his lab that we haven't seen before. I mean, I don't know the last time that four tight ends, were, were you had a package that were being used in a variety of ways other than maybe, you know, going jumbo um, and, and running the ball, but creating those mismatches. I, I think that there's some things that he would have up his sleeve there to really create some challenges for opposing defenses and make the chiefs even, you know, cause we struggled in the red zone last year. And I think we're going to be better just because of this offensive line. Um, they, they can plow much better than, than teams than the lines that we had before. Um, and so I think that run game will be, will be there as, as alluded to before, but I think there's just some things. <laughs> I think that he's pretty excited about, you know, what he's got everybody, you know, everybody in the media is, we don't have a second tight end or a second wide receiver. And Andy's just like, <laughs> I have four tight ends and these two good running backs. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, well, wait till you see this. <laughs> so that's, that would be my X factor. If he just blew people's minds with, with a dose of tight ends, that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to to seeing what what Andy comes up with, and he's had a great record in September. The Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes have dominated the first the first month of the season. Haven't lost. Haven't lost. And 
and I mean, that'll take us in. I mean, we'll do the, the preview of week one against the Browns, but that's one of the reasons why I'm optimistic about the Chiefs, just their track record um, and just how Andy Reid, every offseason, he always adds more wrinkles. He gives, he puts more on the plate of Patrick Mahomes. Now that he has, um, I'd say, more weapons, but also different weapons, uh, at, I mean, at different positions, that he can just come up with completely different looks for this offense. So that's definitely going to be an exciting thing to see. I think my X factor, I was going to do the offensive line. Just We saw what happened in the Super Bowl. They can make or break this team <laughs> because it's Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes is allowed to, to go out there and do his thing, then the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty confident in this offensive line. It might take a few weeks, but ultimately, barring injury, I think that the, the offensive line will figure it out. So I think the the X factor that I'm gonna to I'm gonna roll with uh, because it's a little bit more of a question mark to me is gonna be the pairing of Chris Jones and Frank Clark on the defensive line. Um, I think there's a lot of optimism with Chris Jones moving to defensive end. I'm really excited to see that. Um, and I think if if he can get the pressure we think he's capable of, there's a lot of people projecting that he's gonna to beat his career high of 14 and a half sacks this season at that defensive end position. Um, but also with Frank Clark, if he can step up and provide a pass rush, those two coming off the edge, we have solid defensive tackles there. And we just haven't had that kind of pressure on the outside in previous seasons. Um, and I think that that's going to be the first step in helping this defense. I, I, I think our secondary is good enough if, our defensive line is great. Um, and I think there's still some question marks at the linebacker position. So it's really going to be on this defensive line to help the defense. And if the defense is good or above average, this team should, should be able to go far. Yeah. I think I saw that. What was the over and under for Chris Jones sacks is 15 and a half. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Watt led the league last year with 15. You're taking the under that. on that? What's that? You're taking the under on that? Yeah, I, I would. And you know what? Because I would be happy with 13 sacks from Chris Jones from that, from the defensive end, right? It would be, um, that would be an indicator not only of what he's doing, but what that interior line is doing as well. That, you know, they're they're all eating, so... Um, but yeah, that will, you know, the defensive line makes all the difference in the world. And we'll probably talk more about it is, is if that's our strength, then they really need to be strong to help offset as, as, as you mentioned, the question marks we have at linebacker and, and our, our defensive backfield is good. Um, but they can be really opportunistic if, if there's pressure on those quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, so the, so those are kind of the X factors that we're keeping an eye on. Uh, what are some what's 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 your biggest question, or what position group or player is your biggest question mark heading into this season? You know, if just uh, to to continue where we we're talking, if the defensive line is is not as potent as as we hope, if if you know if we've been drinking the Kool Aid too much and you know, Clark and Reed and, and 
You know, there there's not the pressure. There's not better pressure than last season. Um, I'm worried about our safety position. Um, you know, lining and and I, you know, lining. Tyran Tyran is awesome back there, um, but Thornhill. Um, as, as Chiefs fans, there's there's legitimate concern about what's going on there. We still have no idea. Uh, I would like someday to know what the story is behind um, how he was used during uh, preseason. If and and then relying another season on on Sorensen, who definitely has the work ethic, um, but we know what happens when the offense gets the matchup they're they're looking for and and targeting Sorensen um is 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 one of those Achilles heels if he's if he's required to play in a, in a role that doesn't best fit his his skill set right now so um yeah and if if there's not pressure on the quarterback um I can see there being a challenge because there's so much speed now um, even though we've talked about how, you know, nobody's made huge jumps just in the NFL in general, there is so much speed on these teams um, that, that they can create some, some real issues um, if they're, if they're allowed time to run their routes and develop, somebody will get open. Right. And, and the quarterbacks too. I mean, if there's, if there's not a lot of pressure, to control those quarterbacks and to make them make bad decisions. A lot of these quarterbacks now have the mobility to go make plays on their own. So, I mean, we've seen that in previous years where it's frustrating when quarterbacks get out of the pocket and our defensive backs result, result, uh, resort to holding or, I mean, just because they're covering for so long and we haven't had super talented defensive backs just lock down people. So, um, definitely the weaknesses in our secondary are exposed when, uh, when our, our pass rush isn't great. Yeah. And that will hold true for most, right? Anyway. Right. <laughs> so, but it does make a difference when it's <clears throat> Breland. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of fun to see in that third preseason game, Tyreek Hill just burn Breland. <laughs> for that I'm sure Breland was in the huddle and he's like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Tyreek probably just told him I'm about to score a touchdown. <laughs> this is just like practice. Son. <laughs> All right. So I think uh, the biggest question I have on the, on, is on the defensive side as well. And that's going to be the linebackers. Uh, so that's probably not something that fans want to hear. We have concerns possibly at the safety position and at the linebacker position. <laughs> The X factor is the defensive line, <laughs> um, but I mean for the last last seven or for the last, I mean ever since we've had Mahomes, yeah, uh, that's always been the thing. It's can the defense pull enough weight to just let Mahomes win games? Um, but I think the linebackers, there's a lot of optimism after the draft getting Nick Bolton. Uh, he had a good camp, but he's still learning the defense. Um, especially the position that he's playing, he's going to have to know where everybody is um, and he's going to have to be really sound in his gap responsibilities in the run game. Uh, and then Willie Gay, a lot of op uh, optimism about him, super athlete, um, 
And that's something that the, the Chiefs defense has lacked at the linebacker position. And it's gotten their defense killed several times. Uh, and a lot of these teams that we're going to be playing, especially the Chargers, we've seen that year after year with Austin Eckler, their running back, the mismatches that he creates against slow linebackers that the Chiefs have had, it's, it's hard to keep up with them. Um, and most of these teams, like you said, they have the speed at, you know, at, at multiple positions, including the running back position, or even tight ends, athletic, athletic tight ends. You know, Willie Gay is a great chess piece on the defense to be able to cover some of those guys. Um, and just the fact that he has had a hard time staying healthy um, ended his season ended early last season uh, twice. I mean, he had two injuries back to back. And then again, he's hurt to start this season. So, um, I mean, I like Hitchens. I think he's good, you know, against the run and when, when people stay inside the tackles, but, we're going to run into, I think we're going to run into the same problems of, you know, the athletic um, mismatches if we can't keep Willie Gay on the field. And if Nick Bolton is still trying to, to process the playbook while trying to learn the NFL. Um, and, you know, I think the linebacker are, position. Are, are you saying that the problem is that there might be more Ben Neiman? Is that really what you're saying? <laughs> Yes. I mean, maybe he's going to take a leap this year in his fourth or fifth season. Um, I mean, he had a good camp, so yeah, but it, who knows but what it, that means? It's, it's, you know what? And you've got to, you've got to appreciate his work. I mean, he's playing in the NFL, so right. he is, but, but it is, it's, he's, he's overmatched athletically. Um, He's being asked, you know, he's in a role that he's being asked to, you know, if he's covering a wall or somebody else or, you know, he's he just doesn't have the skill set that Willie Gay brings. But Willie Gay, you know, the biggest ability that he's been missing is availability. And that's 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 I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's a concern because this has been ongoing now whether not ending the season last year and then concussion protocol and then now injured, injured his toe, this, you know, is turning into a trend. Yeah. And especially for somebody who relies heavily on his athleticism to be his biggest value when injuries start piling up for you, it's, it's, it's worse than somebody who, who were like Ben Neiman <laughs> who relies yeah. more on, on his brain and knowing where to be. Um, yeah. Cause oh, it'll be a shame if, yeah, you don't want to see that continue. We've got a couple of chiefs that we picked up as a result of that. Mike Hughes, um, you know, and, and an addition at running back who just had a history of, of being injured and not available and teams couldn't, you know, you know, the different Vikings Niners, you know, couldn't, couldn't keep waiting. And so, yeah, so that's who I'm, you know, hoping to see some good things from them. Cause I, I really think that if they're both, if, if Willie Gay's healthy and, and he's on the field consistently, Nick Bolton, even if he's still trying to learn the, the defense, I think he's still more athletic and he can, 
can be a physical presence there that uh, that just the Chiefs could really use and could really help improve this defense. All right, so. so let's go. Sorry, did you have anything else? No, though. I, oh, I just wanted to confirm. So your X factor is not Ben Neiman stepping up. <laughs> I mean, it might turn into Ben Neiman if <laughs> Willie Gay is on the is in the medical room and Bolton's still trying to figure things out. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, Willie Gay, please come back. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so for our last last segment just as we preview this season, we'll just take a brief look around the AFC West. Uh, see if, uh, see if any of these teams are close to challenging the chiefs to take back the AFC West crown, or even if some of these teams have substantial playoff aspirations um, and just kind of evaluating what they could do this season, or if we view them as trending up or down, for you know the next couple of years so let's go ahead and start in los angeles with the chargers um justin herbert his second season had an excellent rookie year um first game against the chiefs coming in in relief for tyrod taylor when he had his lung punctured (laughs) i I think i think herbert had something to do with that now that i look back (laughs) yeah he I paid mean, off. He paid off the team doc, <laughs> and it it worked. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, good for Tyrod Taylor. Now he, he just got named this the starter for the the Houston Texans. So yeah, I'm sure oh. Houston is just ecstatic about that. <laughs> well, he, he's he's lucky just to to get another opportunity like that. I mean, he's oh. played for the started for the Bills, and he's been all over the place. So. Had a nice little career, but Justin he's Herbert is definitely Patrick is who he's trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Justin Herbert, he's definitely the the star of this team. Um, and you know, we talk about it all the time that quarterback is the most important position, and that it's if you have a good quarterback, your team always has a chance, whether during the season or in the playoffs. Um, have you seen enough from Justin Herbert just to to see that it's a promising? trend that he could end up being one of those you know I don't know top five six quarterbacks that that lead the league year after year for the next decade yeah I'd like to see it for another season um just just you know now that he's on tape uh for for the rest of the of the NFL uh to see um but as a football fan, I liked what I saw from him and, you know, is, but is, you know, who's he going to be? Is he going to be rivers or is he going to be Manning, you know, it's, or not, not necessarily Manning, but is he, is he going to be um, on that upper, upper echelon with, you know, with Mahomes, Rogers, Brady is, you know, is he going to, are they going to be, that would be where the rivalry comes in. If he's, if he continues to progress, and just gets just gets better and better and becomes elite as as opposed to just a, a really good quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I I think you know let's 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 give it this season to see what happens, especially with a new head coach. Yeah, I think I mean 
Herbert had a great season. I'm I'm really optimistic about him. He has all the tools, um, and I think just the fact that he was able to come in on short notice in that game, rally the Chargers to almost upset the Chiefs. It took those <laughs> back-to-back-to-back game-winning field goals from uh, from Harrison Butker to win that game. It was a good thing we didn't have to win by extra point. <laughs> we didn't know what the rest of the season was going to hold. Yeah, and the Chargers had the Chargers had a bad season, but it wasn't because of Herbert. They had tons of tons of injuries, um, terrible special teams. Their kicker again this season is just their kicking room is a mess, um, and their head coach was notorious for poor game management. Mm-hmm. So I think that's ultimately we got him kicked out because you, you'd see one side of it where they want to k- keep. A consist the consistency with a rookie quarterback who showed promise, um, but they thought they, you know, they thought that he was bad enough, and they'd had enough of him for for the last few years to to give somebody else a chance. And the, the coach that they brought in has very little experience. He's a defensive minded guy, um, so you just don't know how good the offense is going to be. Their defense is solid. They have playmakers everywhere. It's just been injury concerns. Uh, Derwin James is should be a star. Joey Bosa should be a star. They just struggle with injuries over the last couple of years. Um, so I think it's just, it's, a, it's definitely a wait and see game. Um, I think, I think the coach is going to be the biggest factor in, in how good the charges are this season. Yeah. In fact, the whole, that whole coaching staff is you mentioned Brandon Staley. I mean, he came from, came from the 49ers. He was their defensive coordinator, for a season prior to that he was linebacker coach for like three years for a couple of different teams. So talk about somebody whose career career art is like on got rocket boosters. Um, So I, I mean, I'm curious to see, you know, if, you know, why this guy got hired over somebody like Eric B enemy. And then, you know, then to match it, you know, his, his two coordinators, offensive defensive coordinators, are coming into that role for the first time. Neither of them have been coordinators um, at, at the NFL level. So, you know, even if all of them are really good, there's got to be a learning curve that takes place, especially when, you know, you've got Andy and Spagnolo and, and EB sitting across the sideline. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, you know, I'm, it's not a push, that's for sure. Right. Yep. So I, th- I would you say that the Chargers are, are the next best team in the division after the Chiefs? Or do you have a or do you like the Raiders or the Broncos? Um you know, it's I, I think I mean I I would be on obviously on the exception because it seems like everybody is is picking the Chargers. Um, and I think skill set they are skill set wise. Um, my question is with Herbert, is he going to make that step forward? Just as you mentioned with a defensive minded coach with new offense, with, with new coordinators, um, you know, is, is it going to be an exponential growth or is it going to be, you know, just, just smaller if it, you know, are they going to be trying to get experience? And, and as opposed to being able to really shepherd him in it to the next level. So um, I don't, I don't think it's as easy as the chargers are, have the most talent. I, I, 
I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they're right there in the mix with with the Raiders and the Broncos for different reasons. Right. Yep. So let's go ahead and move on to Mile High, Denver Broncos. Um, Vic Fangio still there and recently announced that Teddy Bridgewater was going to be the starting quarterback over uh, locally Summit native Drew Locke. What are your thoughts on the Denver Broncos this season? Um, yeah, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, you just mentioned it, Bridgewater. And I like Teddy Bridgewater ever since he came out of Louisville. I, I feel bad for him when he had that injury up in Minnesota. I think he had a good thing going there. Um, and you know, just the career hasn't worked out that way for him or even for the Vikings for that matter. I think they were really trending in the, in the right way. Um, but, you know, but where he is in his career now um, and having a competition with Drew Locke, who who I, as, you know, as an area kid, we, we root for him to have success um, and as a Missouri product. But, you know, they're not going to be competitive as a result of at quarterback play. And I especially not. I don't have any confidence in Vic Fangio putting together an offense that can um, compete. I mean, r- really, that can really compete. He's defensive-minded and, and is a great defensive coordinator. Um, but and, and the Broncos will have a good defense. We saw that with what they did in the draft. But uh, a lot of sites saw offense wins Super Bowls. And, and that's what I was saying is I think not that they're qualified, you know, not that they're really on the same level as the chargers. I think maybe lack of coaching experience brings the chargers closer to the Broncos, um, you know, record wise. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, are you seeing something there in, in Denver that I'm missing? Not with Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> I think, I think their defense is actually going to be great. I think they're going to have a top 10 defense. Von Miller is going to be back. He, he missed last season. Uh, like you said, they drafted Patrick Sertan in the first round. He's going to be a star. And they already had a great secondary to begin with. So kind of an embarrassment of riches in the secondary there. Um, but with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb on the defensive line, uh, and Vangio is a great defensive coach, I think, their defense is going to be great, and I think the reason that they went with Teddy Bridgewater is because of the turnovers that Locke had last season, and they felt like it pushed it, it got them out of a couple of games, and so they want to kind of go with the safer quarterback who's not going to turn the ball over, who has a limited ceiling but a higher floor, and can keep the, and they just want to play low-scoring games where the defense gets takeaways and keeps the score down, and and Bridgewater does enough to to win the games. Definitely not going to work against the Chiefs because you got to put up points against the Chiefs to win. We've um, seen that blueprint. It was Marty Ball. Right. So, but again, I think, I mean, Marty Ball got you to the playoffs consistently, just could never get you to the Super Bowl. So uh, I think they could be a good team. And same with the Chargers um, for different reasons. Again, I think uh, they have great weapons on offense Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, 
Noah Fant at the tight end position. They have some good corner, uh, some good run, running backs. So they have weapons. And when you have a game manager like Teddy Bridgewater, if you surround him with weapons, their, their offense can be good. Um, so I don't see them as a threat to the Chiefs at all, but I could see them making a making the playoffs just because they have so many pieces. They're really just a good quarterback away. If they had Aaron Rodgers, they would be a Super Bowl. <laughs> favorite, not on my favorite, but definitely in the in the hunt for the Super Bowl. Um, but that goes true for a lot of teams, right? I guess. But as soon as you get as soon as you get a great quarterback, suddenly you have. I don't even think that's the case for the Packers. I mean, I wouldn't say that the the Pack. I mean, the NFC is wide open, and that's the only reason why I think the Packers have a shot at the Super Bowl. I don't think their team's that great. No, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean you, so I mean, how about even Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson goes to the to the Broncos. Just anybody with a little bit of a higher ceiling than Teddy Bridgewater. They have so many weapons there and a great defense that they're set yeah. up for success for sure. Yep. That's what that's what we look back now. If the Chiefs would have had a quarterback. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I, I think they'll end up going to Drew Locke. Anyway, if they if they lose if they start losing games with Teddy Bridgewater, I think I just think it makes more sense to have Locke in there just because the offense is built for a guy who can just sling the ball around. Um, I I see those teams just breaking even against each other, right? That you know that the Chargers put it all together and their offense and and their defense are do enough to offset the Broncos when they're playing in LA and then vice versa. I can easily see those two, you know, those teams, you know, it's a, a toss up between who wins there that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, but I'm, I'm surprised that I don't know that a playoff team, that, that would be a big jump. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's really just comes down to, like we were talking about before, the, the AFC, I feel like, is pretty stacked with capable teams. I think if, if the Broncos and the Chargers were playing in the NFC, I think they would be definitely contenders for the playoffs just because the teams over there just aren't as good. They're um, all in the West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody in the East over there. Besides the Bucks. there's nobody in the South. Right. Um Nobody in the north, right? Nobody in the. I mean, the Packers are good, but Lions, Vikings, eh. Bears, Bears, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can see the Broncos or Chargers doing well in any of those divisions. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'd end up probably being in the West anyway, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> so, I guess that just leaves the Las Vegas Raiders. Um. And I never want to say anything good about the Raiders. And fortunately, this year I don't have to because they still got nothing. It, it does it surprise you that Mayock hasn't had more success with with draft picks? No, but I think that was he was set up for failure anyway because it was John Gruden. I think right. John Gruden brought in somebody that he knew would concede power to him, or just he brought somebody in with the knowledge, like, hey. You're the GM, but I pick the players. This is my team. So I, you think, I think more of that is Gruden's. Gruden's ha- those those picks are all have Gruden's hand, fingerprints on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, and you see that with head coaches who try to be GMs. We saw it with Bill O'Brien. He was a 
he was a disaster because he was trading all their draft picks. Coaches think about the now. They don't think about the future. They don't think about value, how it's going to impact their future. So when they're trading up to the fourth pick or with the fourth pick and they're taking, you know, the third best defense Clemson defensive lineman, um, or they're taking the second best cornerback from Ohio state in the first round, just, they're not getting any good value. They're, they're drafting second round players in the first round. Um, I mean, jo- Josh Jacobs was a pretty good pick, but we know that running back value isn't what it used to be. So there's so many different things that they could have done. And that, that just, that's like a head coach. This is the position that we need. This will help us right now. Let's pick this guy. It doesn't matter what it takes. Um, and that's how coaches are. I mean, that's how they should be. They, they're playing for this season. They're not thinking about the future. And um, So Mayock's going to get fired at the end of this season. And Gruden is killing his credibility <laughs> as, yeah. as a draft expert as well. Yeah. So. No, Gruden's, yeah, Gruden's killing Mayock. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that's, no. You know what? And, and as much as I hate the Raiders, I sure love John Gruden. One, because – Whatever coaching touch he had, it's not there. Um, but he's such an obvious uh, commentator. He needs to be back in the booth. That's, you know, I, I need to see him, you know, breaking down plays with quarterbacks. And, um, but, but while he's on the sideline of the silver and black, that's okay because we know, <laughs> we know that it's, it's not going to end well for them. Yeah. And, and the, the the bad draft picks is is what's killing this team. Yeah, I mean the coaching. It's hard to tell if the coaching is good or not. I mean the offense was pretty good last year. Actually, they right. beat the Chiefs in a yep. shootout, which yep. shocked definitely us. I remember doing that episode, and we were just like, "There's no way the Raiders beat the, this team. There's no way." But, but that was but that was pretty much it. Because <laughs> then, then after that, well, what? They, yeah, I mean they had a shot at the playoffs and then imploded the last. What it against the Jets? <laughs> yes, it <was> just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're the reason that the Jets didn't get Trevor Lawrence this, <laughs> this season. <laughs> just they couldn't lose or they couldn't beat him. So yeah, just there's nothing there. I mean, the offense is fine, and it'll probably be solid this season. But their defense is atrocious. They try to address it in the draft, but they take average players in the first round to try to fix it. And yikes, it's just, yeah, it's not going to work. So, but they have an awesome new stadium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind going to Vegas. Maybe, maybe we can, can write that off as a chiefly football expense and get some tickets to, uh, you know, <laughs> to I, was actually, I actually looked at it because Sammy Hagar is playing that weekend as well Ooh. in Las Vegas residency. Um, and the cheapest ticket at the time was 400 bucks a pop for mm-hmm. the Chiefs Raider game. And certainly, I mean, there were several of them in, in the thousands. So um, evidently it's a hot ticket to see the Raiders this season. Well, I'm assuming you were looking at tickets to play the Chiefs. So it's probably yes. a hot ticket to play the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> see the Chiefs. <laughs> yes, it was specifically. But, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure you know, they're going to be sold out all season long. Just, you know, who, who wouldn't travel 
able to see their team in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, but it, it offers so much more than say Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, th- I mean, and there's the obvious draw. You don't even need the money for the tickets when you go there. You can always right. find that money somewhere in the casino. Yeah. Come into some well, money and then buy the tickets and go to the game. There, yeah, it will be that easy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's yeah, the Raiders are going to be a non-factor. They'll, I, you know, they'll compete against the Chiefs, um, just because it's the Chiefs Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, interesting. I'm I'm glad that you talked about the the Mayock issue. That it's it's not Mayock. It's Gruden. So yeah. Well, and, and you know Gruden's going to use them as the scapegoat. I mean, oh, yeah. They got to make a change, and Gruden signed a 10-year contract. He's like four <laughs> years in. Can't do anything with him, and they can't – Mark Davis can't afford to buy him out. So oh. he's, he's stuck there. So And Mayock was like, you know what? I know how this is going to end, I guess, but I get to be a GM. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he'll have a spot back on TV, and – I think the Raiders are probably just hoping that at some point John Gruden's just like, you know what? It was so much easier working at ESPN one day a week. I can talk about my, my Gruden grinders and, you know, have some fun, a lot less work. You can take the Corona commercials back from Romo. (laughs) Not a chance. (laughs) Romo, Romo's passed him. Yes. yes. But yeah, that's probably what the Raiders, might be hoping for if this season doesn't doesn't play out just because I don't think there's an obvious end in sight to the Gruden era until his contract runs up. And that means you know, <laughs> unless they luck into the number one pick or a top five pick and get a star quarterback who just by himself turns around this organization, that's just <laughs> not going to happen. So well, evidently that's not going to happen because if, even if he's out there, Gruden's going to bypass him for a mediocre quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go out and try to find his next Mahomes, and it's going to be some some random guy with a huge arm from some small school, and it's just not going to work. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's wrap up this episode. How about you give our listeners a final record prediction for the Kansas City Chiefs in the 2021 season? Right on. You know, after looking that over, I actually, you know, walk through it, and I'm like, I mean, we should be favored in, in every game. Um, our toughest games are at home. So I, I, you know, when I was just penciling in, I had a 16 and one, but I'm just like, you have to plan for the inevitable. Um, so I'm going to go 14 and three um, working that, you know, may, maybe there's an injury bug that hits us and somebody is able to, to steal one, and then week 17 doesn't matter. So, um, you know, we've, we've, we kind of rest our starters and, and probably let that one go. And we finish 14 and three and head into the playoffs. Yeah. I, actually I couldn't have... tell you who we're going to lose to. So <laughs> that's all right. I think. <laughs> I have the I have the Chiefs at 14 and 3 as well. I did, however, get to that number the opposite way that you did. I was like 13 and 4 
is probably the realistic. I think most analytics have the over under at like 12 and a half. Um, and the Bucks are, are about in that same spot too. Although they have one of the easiest schedules in football, just saying. Um, but I, it was the same thing as last season. Like I, I shorted them just because I was like, like you said, it's inevitable that they're going to lose a few games. They, they only lost one against the Raiders in a shootout in a rivalry game. And then they had that, the one where they rested their starters. Right. So it was just like <laughs> all the hard teams that we thought, oh, these guys are going to give them a tough run. And no, oh, they beat everybody. So yeah. I, it was the opposite that happened for me. I, I was like, oh, they'll probably have four losses. But then I was like, I don't know. These guys are just so good. And it's not basketball where teams aren't trying for parts of the season. The Chiefs are going to come out and try to destroy every single team they play. And I just don't think that any of these teams are good enough. I think there's going to be a couple. I mean, I could see us losing to the Packers, Mm -hmm. maybe the Bills. um, And like you said, either week 17 or just another maybe average team sneaks up on the Chiefs or, or catches them on a bad day or an injury happens that, you know, keeps, you know, an important player out for a week or something like that. But like, like we talked about earlier, the chiefs are just so much better than every team. They're almost every team that they're going to play. Um, and I think the chiefs are going to get up for those, those big games. So, you know what? And they've been there, right? This right. is, you know, the core has, has really been there. Uh, although I guess our offensive line, not even counting just the rookies, all five of them, haven't but um but but the leadership is there and can and and set that tone so you know they they know how to be the to be that that target and 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 what to do so that's yeah it's hard to pick against them right it's when i'm looking over i was like you could conceivably have them 17 and 0 and but it's like you know like <laughs> it's awful hard to do. <laughs> so right on. Well, it's going to be a good season. Yes. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to this season, especially just, you just want to get the bad taste of how last season ended out of your mouth. Despite the fact that the chiefs were in the super bowl for the second year in a row, which is awesome. Um, so we're just looking forward to another season of that <laughs> where they, they sandwich that loss with another win. Um, so thanks for joining me, Dave, um, appreciate you and your willingness to, to hop on this, the podcast with me, um, still struggling to, to get a hold of state in our, our fourth podcast member who has only made one appearance so far this season. And, you know, so we are taking open auditions. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I mean, that that's, that's a lot of the reason why we want people to interact with us on Facebook. I mean, if, if we're getting uh, enough communication going and, you know, and you guys are comfortable and confident that you guys have some, um, some fun takes or just want to be a part of the, the episode we've, we had guests, we had several guests on last season and they were all, you know, great episodes and it was a blast to have, you know, some new blood on there and, and get some different takes on there. And, and just to hear from other chiefs fans, it's, you know, sometimes it can be a bubble 
with us and um it's always just it's awesome to hear the experiences that other chiefs fans have and um, and the things that they're looking for and uh, you know and how how they appreciate the chiefs and and what they do for us so uh, so make sure you guys comment on the video find us on social media um, interact with us on there and you, you can get an invitation or you can ask to come on this podcast and uh, we'll be glad to have you guys on. So that'll do it for Dave and myself. Uh, have a great week. Enjoy this, this chiefs chiefs game. We'll have a preview of this week one chiefs game against the Browns coming up probably Thursday or Friday. So keep an eye out for that. And we'll talk at you later. Have a great night.